What's interesting with Basecamp though is they're kind of like the patient zero for that kind of stuff because they're they pre they're like dot com era, right? Yeah. They're really old thirty seven signals. Is that they had like three or four operational ones. Like one was a whole thing around not taking outside money, being bootstrapped, no no venture capital. A big one around just um, how people work and like essentially a European style of working, which is you don't die at your job. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <Right? laughs> like, which, which is the opposite of the American way of working. And remote work, which is kind of like, yeah. a, they were kind of early on that. But those, they're so obsessive about it at a point where that becomes now the foundational call. Like people, <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's like, like it kind of a snake eating itself. Where like they've overdone it so much. Where yeah. that is, I don't know f- what fucking Basecamp does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I think you manage projects. Yeah, like, I, and like it's kind of like a weird mood point now. Yeah. Like, what is? Does it even matter? It makes money. Sure. Not, like, go for it. I think agencies. Yeah. I think agencies started in like yeah, like uh, creative yeah. agencies who were founded in two thousand two use Basecamp yeah. to track <laughs> stuff with their clients and put files there. Wait, they wait until Google they. Drive. Wait until they switch to Notion, their <laughs> brains will be fucking explode. Yeah. Today, our guest is Donald DeSantis. Thank you for joining us, Donald. Hi. Yeah. Hey, hey Donald. <laughs> Donald is a serial entrepreneur, angel investor, and author. He especially takes pride in building teams. And he was most recently the co-founder of ETS, a commercial real estate company based here in New York. Donald also has an upcoming book focused on how startups can beat big tech for talent. Also, full disclosure, Donald was Kirk's final boss. Oof. And it's now an investor in merit. Fi- final boss and first investor in merit. Yeah. So you're really. You I, I was not the first investor. In merit. Yeah. You're the first. Uh, yes. You're the first. Yes. You're the first. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we we presented our shit together. Yeah. Like, oh, you're just yeah, you're yeah. adding and coming yeah. in at the end. Yeah, yeah. First and last. Yeah, definitely. No, I not some, last. I somehow thought I was jumping on. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. I didn't know that I was the first person in the, in the pool. But uh, that's cool. Really you, the first. You, you can't get your money back. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a t-shirt that's like hashtag first. Um, and another one's hashtag final boss. In the early days, too, like at Hightower at that stage, it was like a seed funded company in New York, just the founders. But you didn't necessarily have a lot of inbound. Like people were not coming to you to go work at Hightower. Definitely. <laughs> we were. It's a lot of it's a lot of outbound. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we were um, three, three guys like literally just landed. Like mo- uh, like moved to New York. Moved like, to New York, yeah. starting a SaaS product for the commercial real estate industry. And not even like, there's probably like some cool, sexy version of that product, which is like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to like office. I don't know. There's like, I don't know. There's, uh, you know, like office buildings and search and like tour <laughs> spaces with your phone. And we're like, no, 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 no. There's like, you know, there's like, there's like commercial real estate brokers that you see walking around with like suits on and like, you know, really obnoxious Watches. I'm. I mean, this. I'm. I'm being kind of a dick here. But, <laughs> I, but I, I'm just Rock like on holding the phone like this. this? Is, I don't. I don't. I don't believe this. But this is maybe the stereotype people have in their minds. What you're trying to say and is a tough sell. Is what you're trying to say. A, it was a tough sell. It was a tough sell. And it's like, yeah, you're not. So no, you're not building a cool thing where people are touring places with a touch of a button from their phone. Yeah. Um, you're building. You're building tools that like this person's assistant is going to use. It was a couple like, hops. It was a couple it was, hops. It was like it was, it was a deep. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like it was it was yeah it was a real it was a real stinker. We had to dress it up. <laughs> um, no, I love the product. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I really no, I, I love the product. I love the industry. I loved the problem. I really loved yeah. the problem. But I mean, you we had to get good at telling the story of of why because I mean we hired really good people and these people could have worked anywhere. You know. Yeah. They really could have. I mean, so your first hire. So actually, this this is this is kind of. I mean, because your first hire is always like your your first hire is strange. Like I actually. So I, I mean, I was I was chatting with somebody yesterday, and I got off the phone, and I was like, I was like, what's the next step? I was like, I don't, I don't even fucking know. Like, what do I do? I was like, should we hire this person? I'm like, I don't even know what we're gonna what would, do. What would they do? What would they do? Well, and it's also weird too because your first couple of hires, you end up. I mean, the profile of like your first five hires are is just very very different than almost pretty much everyone who comes after them, you yeah. know? And it's kind of stereotypical profile of your, your first five hires are, you know, a lot of folks who are just generalist, jack of all trade folks who are just scrappy and creative and self-directed. And, you know, those folks don't necessarily fit into the company once it reaches, once, once specialization of kind of 
labor and roles start to kick in, which is, I mean, depends on the culture of the company, but somewhere between 30 to 50 employees is where that will start. And then probably is very evident by the time you get to like, you know, a hundred and north of a hundred. So, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, just hiring in the early days is just like, is, is like, it's like, I don't know. We need someone to like, we're going to have an app. We need, someone to build, <laughs> we need someone to build an app. Can I make an app? Yeah. It's like, we need someone to build an app and it's like, okay, we need someone to like sell. So, you know, and I think back to a handful of the first, I mean, I, I can see the faces of like the first three people that we hired. And, you know, when, when I think back to those three people, at least two of the, the three, um, and this is circumstantial, but at least two of the three were like in between things. They yeah. were actively, they had like left their thing. Mm-hmm. They were looking and actually, and for your first, for your first several hires, like that, that might not be as unusual as it maybe sounds because these are folks who are like, they're a little crazy and they're a little discontented, you know, just by like the status quo of like a company. So they were probably early at like their last company and maybe the company, you know, started to specialize and they're just like, my role like isn't growing with the company here. Mm -hmm. And so they bailed or the company got acquired and they're like new big co sucks and they bailed, you know, and like it's, it, oftentimes like your, your first employees are going to be the, are very likely to be the kind of people who are just like, when this isn't working for me, I'm going to bounce yeah. without like a plan, thinking, thinking about it, yeah. without a plan yeah, because, yeah. because, because it's kind of just, it's like the same character profile of the person who's like, you just give them a problem and, and, yeah. and they just fucking run at it, you know? So again, two of those three folks were in that situation. The third, the third was maybe employed, but I think he, he left pretty quickly. So, so you, you caught people in transition. That's how you got everyone by Emma Cody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you picked them off one by one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it was good. And then and then after that it was I think you know when you when you hire when you hire well those those people's former colleagues are like, "Whoa, so and so left." And where they go? and then you kind of get this snowball effect. And that and that'll go for a little bit and you'll kind of like exhaust people's networks and then you need to like actually build up a recruiting competency <laughs> when you're just like, you know, there's a certain where just like, okay, everybody like, you know, we're talking to everyone. I need. Yeah. Like, you know, email your friends and email your former colleagues. And they're like, dude, I literally have emailed everybody that now shut the hell up. Um, and then that's the point where you're just like, Oh fuck that whole thing. You know, that got us to like our first 20 employees. Isn't going to be yeah. what gets us to our, isn't going to be what gets us to 50. And then you start like having to figure out how to actually recruit people. I guess it sounds like my takeaway, at least from that, is the people who sign up from the first kind of set of people are really just signing up to get a ticket on the train. Just kind of like literally this one is like the train seems like it's going somewhere interesting and like YOLO, let's go. And they're not really necessarily signing for a job. Like a job is like, here's a JD with like, you know, things you're supposed to know, things you're supposed to do. Sounds like people are just kind of like down for, you know, see where it goes. I think it's also yeah. maybe like maybe more like scratching an itch. Like I think for them versus this is my assumption of like the later stage folks, which is it doesn't like it, nothing was there when you were hiring, right? Like you were you just started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had we had like a beta, like a yeah. beta product, like a handful of customers using, but this thing was like far from product market fit or anything like that. You know, we had a little bit of money in the bank. So yeah, I think. I think part of it is, I mean, th- th- this ends up being true kind of, kind of forever, but you know, I think, I mean, so much of it is just, so much of it is just being able to like tell the story in a very compelling way where it just becomes like irresistible to folks. Cause there are going to be some folks who come on board. I was listening to a um, podcast recently, shout out to acquired Ben and David over acquired. So they were, they, they had like their Uber, I think it was an Uber podcast. They're talking about like one of the earliest employees at Uber. She was like a maybe unemployed Berkeley student or mm-hmm. like recent Berkeley grad. And she came in as like maybe one of their first like ops people. Again, mm-hmm. it's this exact same profile we're talking about. They just like gave her problems and she ran with them. Yeah. And she ended up, I think growing with the company, like mm-hmm. th- maybe even through IPO. I don't remember oh, the wow. exact kind of details here. So you, you, like you might get lucky and just kind of find folks who it's just like undiscovered, like diamonds in the rough, basically yeah. for lack, lack of a better way to put it. Undervalued people. Undervalued yeah. talent for sure. For folks who are proven, like you can get like super seasoned, super like proven people who can really go anywhere, but it you have to tell, it's almost like, it's like you do this Harry Potter thing, which is- The sorting hat? 
not I was thinking I was thinking sorting hat. Hat. I, was, I was default to sorting yeah hat. sorting hat's good no this is it's more the owl with the nut and then you could probably choose anything <laughs> fantasy, like hero like any hero's journey I mean it's ba- it, it honestly it's like a Joseph Campbell hero's journey thing yeah. where you have you have like the kind of the protagonist living in like the normal world yeah. and then like a mentor or wise sage comes with a, a, like an invitation yeah and there's like a call to adventure and yeah. basically what happens is like that that sage or mentor will tell them will tell them a truth about the world that was hidden in plain sight mm. about like a, a hidden world a mysterious yeah. like the mysterious upside down world like under your nose that's uns- under, under your, your nose. nose and it's and it's and when they tell you that and when when they when they reveal this to you then the entire way you look at the world becomes different and, and you can't get it out it's a call to adventure where the hero first rejects it oftentimes yeah. and like, no, it's not for me it's not for me yeah. it's like the you know like the like luke, the star wars luke skywalker thing <laughs> yeah. it's like and he, it's only when he comes back and like his place had been burned down yeah. that he was like okay cool i'm gonna go and i'm gonna leave with you and do this thing but i mean that was why i focused so much at least in the high tower days and you never got this pitch you're lucky honestly but like <laughs> i i i had down to about like you know maybe like 10 to 15 minutes it could go longer depending on how much time we had but it was like it was like let me tell you like i want to tell you a story and it's a story about so and so and it's like it just starts with a story about like a normal person a normal world and and it explodes out from like a person looking for like real estate space yeah. and it and you're like okay cool that's kind of relatable i get that that like represents like kind of my normal world i have yeah. friends right i've worked at a company and they talked about an office search and then and then I fucking like give you like the red pill or whatever. And you like, you, it, I'm like, it turns out that like this whole thing is, is like way bigger, way crazier. And the stakes are high in like some, in like some really important way that you yeah. realize actually kind of affects you and maybe mm. affects people you care about. Oh, yeah. And so it starts with something like very specific and then it gets abstracted up into this big problem and like just build all of this tension um, and you're like, oh my God, like you're just like, I mean, as humans, we just sort of like beg when there's like tension that gets built up, we just like beg for a resolution, yeah. you know? And, and it's like, look, like the, like, so, so it's like, this is the thing. And, and what we realized, what we realized is everybody's made a run at this and there's, you know, it's like, it's impossible to fix the death star. Like no one can do that. Like, but it turns out that there's like a weak link, you know, there's this thing. Yeah. There's um, a and if, ventilation shaft. Yeah. There's a <laughs> ventilation shaft. And we think, you know, if we, if we do this like impossible, you know, if we like, if we, if we go on this impossible mission, like there's a chance that yeah. like we can, you know, save the world like, basically. Yeah. And I want you to be the expert. And I, and, <laughs> and here's our plan. Sign me up. Yeah. Here's our, here's our plan for doing that. Yeah. Like the most likely, the most likely thing is, is that like we're, the most likely case is, is that like, we're going to fail, but, but we, but I honestly think like, we've got a shot. Yeah. We've got the team. Yeah. Like we've got the customers. We've got the, this, we've got the money, we've got the guns, like oh. we've got the car, like yeah. whatever. Um, best of the best. And, and you know, but we need a driver, basically, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I would say, I mean, literally I would, I would say like, you know, um, but we're, but like we need, but you know, but we're growing that in order to do this, like we need to grow the team. We need more people, yeah. which is why I'm talking to you. Yeah. And, and I would just stop there and <laughs> <laughs> just wait. And they would be like, I have so many questions. <laughs> So, yeah. so hiring hiring in the early days is like the storytelling is super important. It, it's a sales aspect, but I think it's also like you're building this world that doesn't exist yet. And like when you're when you're forcing when you're making the irrational decision seem so irresistible, it's kind of doing this world world building to the point where to your point of like the tension where like they have to respond to it. They have to like dig into it. They have to understand why they're not there. Right. It's kind of like forcing that little bit of a conversation. Yeah. Like everybody, like everybody is kind of looking for like this. I mean, everybody's looking for some little spice in their life. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Life is really boring for yeah. most people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm stuck on your Harry Potter thing. Cause really what you're saying wasn't like the sorting hat. It was a uh, Hagrid going, you're a wizard. Yes. You're a wizard. Yeah, totally. You're a wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like where it kind of ties in is like, um, it's rare to have the opportunity to kind of like figure out your own potential for something yeah. and kind of being part of a place where you can kind of like run in your, yeah. like it's like yeah. a thing that's really exciting. Well, you're kind of giving people like in a way what you're doing is like you're creating, like you're creating tension and a problem, this big like narrative arc that like that needs to be resolved and is like by definition unresolved because yeah. the startup is, exists to solve this problem. Yeah. And, and you're giving, you're giving people sort of like permission to, to take risks and to like be bold and to take chances with like their career mm-hmm. and with their, with their 
talents and their gifts that they are not going to give themselves permission to do. Yeah. Like they're not going to give themselves permission to do that yeah. because they're going to have to rationalize that. Well, frankly, they're to themselves, like looked in the mirror, but to their parents, their friends and everybody else who sort of came to their coworkers at the company that they quit. But mm. when, but if you can construct something that, that's real, it's not fake. This isn't contrived or like manipulative, but like when you can construct something that's like, like this is a, this is a big thing. It is a worthy thing. Um, and it needs to be resolved and we need, and we need it. We need a driver, you know, <laughs> um, like that's, like, like you, what you're, what you're really doing is giving people permission to like, see what kind of what they're made of, yeah. you know? And, and most people don't realize they can do those things until it's like pulled out of them. Right. Like totally. to, exactly to your point. It's like, that's usually the best talent or the best stories because it's not someone who wakes up to be like, I can be a hero. It's like through these circumstances, I was forced to be a hero or like totally. I, I had to be the hero and now I am. And that's a, that's a story I get to write, which is like super rare, but like yeah. most people's lives are, are, are quite boring. So it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to get that. So I, I think it's, it's kind of cool to like rephrase like the idea of like, you're not you're, like, obviously you're hiring people and there's like a job and there's an economic transaction, but it's like, you're giving people an opportunity to like be the hero in their story. Right. Y yes. I yeah. think that's like, just that's ask, huge. like, uh, yeah. I, I, and yeah. I, I really kind of believe that. And there, like, I'm, I'm like, I just got self-conscious because I was thinking that there might be somebody from Hightower VTS who's listening to this now. Like, <laughs> you, you, you're so full of shit. <laughs> like I went and I sat down at my desk all day and I wrote a bunch of code and I shipped fucking date pickers and, you know, and, uh, date and is part of the story. Yeah, date picker is part of, but here's the thing. Date picker is part of the story. And this is why also too, I mean, um, this is, is like Kirk, you'll probably relate to this cause you worked at high term, but this is why we talked so much about, and it's like, so like Elon Musk is like a master of this, yeah. you know, he's, he's like, he talks about like his master plan, you know, for whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever it's Tesla or SpaceX or whatever. And it's like, and everyone you know, can repeat it. Everyone, like everyone can repeat can it. it. And, yeah. and we would, you know, we, we talked constantly about like the master, like the big yeah. three phase thing. Like I remember Kirk, yeah. Kirk has told me actually, yeah, and every, yeah. and every time I hear him, I'm like, this is what, <laughs> yeah, what that's crazy. You know? And, and, and it's, you know, and you're talking like, now in like a decade kind of long time yeah. horizon and that's like the reason that we kept talking about that over and over and over again it's cool because first of all you need to say anything like fucking 15 times before yeah. you didn't really actually remember what it is yeah. second is you constantly have like new people coming in who've only heard it like five times not the 15th time so yeah. they still barely remember it so the third thing is is um like you do get this call to adventure and you like join and then like, you know, you're like, fuck yeah. And you're like, you're, you're charged up and you're excited, but like, you know, like nine months, 15 months in two years in you're fucking shipping date pickers and yeah. like yeah. fixing bugs and shit like that. It and does you, become a job. And I mean, it's like, it's just the, it's the grind of, it's the grind of like being, you know, like just being in the trenches every single day and you need to be like, we all, I mean, we did that as much for ourselves as anybody else, you yeah. know, like, yeah. like. You gotta um, hype yourself up too, right? Before you, you gotta go to work, like, right? let's just like remind ourselves like where <laughs> like where like where we are going and where we are going and like where we are at in the process right now. And you know, and then again kind of how that translates into like what our next, you know, year's goals or objectives happen to be and what the next quarter's goals or objectives happen to be. Yeah. So you just like helping people contextualize that as like these kind of like way like waypoints along the way. Cause otherwise you do get in and you're just like, wait, I was sold. I mean, because the shittiest version of this is like somebody who was just, you know, like sold, kind of sold a bill of goods in terms of what the company was trying to do. And either that was maybe never really the thing. It was kind of just like, it was just like a, a shtick, you know, yeah. or, or the, or maybe the founder actually believed, founders believed it, but they, but they didn't, like, they didn't like understand the importance of like constantly reinforcing it. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it just, it faded into it, it faded into the background so and, different yeah. from what they're talking about and what exists yeah and event eventually it just it actually just becomes like date pickers you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah it's date pickers all the way down <laughs> <laughs> so i guess then after like you hired probably like the first couple squads at some point it, it you did have to actually start thinking about reinforcing just kind of like why are we building these date pickers like why are we actually <laughs> if, in they, this if, grind if right there's now? the one thing you remember from this podcast it's date, date pickers, date pickers. <laughs> yeah oh yeah but they are <laughs> mind-numbing i'll admit that <laughs> like i get uh, i have two versions of this question one version of the question is like when did it go from like kind of joining this realizing you're a wizard and like going along or to, to actually just being more of just a job the other version of the question is like when did you have to realize that you had to be more formal about just kind of like the how why people were coming on board 
this kind of ties in the book. Cause I feel like that's kind of like the yeah, thing yeah. you're actually getting at with that. Yeah. So, totally. I mean, so I think again, I, I, I am thinking, I'm thinking of like specific people who, who yeah. are person. I love them all, but there are some people <laughs> who are going to be like, you're so full of shit. Um, but it's, it's your perspective, right? No, no, it, 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 yeah. It's I your mean, perspective. That's, no, totally. that's and, and that's, and that, and that's, and that's fine because I mean, here's the thing is, is like, you just like, you kind of have to like, I, I mean, just again, as somebody who's hiring and I know that people listen to this podcast, either like looking for jobs or like starting to hire themselves or whatever. But like, I mean, for me, it's like, dude, why? Like, there's a huge responsibility in asking somebody to, like, quit their job and come work for you, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so, like, what is the thing? Like, what is the thing that I'm really asking this person to do? Like, because I'm not going to tell someone to quit their fucking job to, like, code date pickers all day, you know, <laughs> and then fix the bugs on the date pickers. Uh, and then re- and then reformat and localize them for Europe because they yeah. do their dates all differently, you know? And so, like, that's – I'm not going to do that. So, I like, I mean – I really had to, like, I, be, like, I believed it. Like I believed every single thing that I said and, and I believed in like this big, I mean, it was a story that I told myself every single day and I still yeah. believe it even now. When did it change from people kind of joining uh, the, joining the, the, the side quests, not the side yeah. quests, join the journey. It's that they the, never main, knew it's the main quest. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Join, join the quest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to it, being like a little bit more kind of like, okay, cool. Now we're like a real company. Or, or did it yeah. ever feel like that? Like yeah. that, that's kind of an open. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the answer is it, it never, it never shifted, at least for me. And, and this was one of the things that I realized, like, as like, there was this point at which I stopped doing the initial screens mm-hmm. for folks, like some of the last folks that we hired before the merger. Mm-hmm. I don't think I met until I was the final screen. I was the final boss. It was You're, just like when Glenn came in and there I you was, go. yeah. And then um, you, you became hashtag yeah, final boss. Well, yeah. This guy's a beast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, at that point I was just like, you know, as a person, um, whatever. But, but what I, I think what I realized is there is, there's only like what that there's like a thing like when you're trying to bring in when you're trying to bring in like really like when trying to bring in the right people for the right reasons what i found was was no one else it, it didn't seem like anybody else could tell that story yeah the way that i could tell that story and it was important to tell that story like that it like it never became basically it never became mm-hmm. less important to yeah. that story and yeah. in a way over time i think it becomes more important <laughs> exactly it becomes more important because by the time you're at like 100 150 250 people the equity like people aren't like it's, it's not as if you're getting like this huge slice of equity at that point and yeah. and, and, and it, it, it makes sense because the company's been meaningfully de-risked like the 105th person should get less equity than the fifth person the fifth yeah. person is taking a much bigger risk with their career yeah and they were making less in salary <laughs> yeah so so but so in order to get and it you know and like the company is is much more structured you don't have all the freedom and all this other like there's a lot of there's a lot of chaos, but there's a lot of benefits of like when the company's like really, really small, like sub 20, sub 30 people or something like that. And so, so it's kind of like in a way it almost became, it was, it was at least as important because the company was like unattractive in different ways. At first it's unattractive because it's like risky and you're not going to like make very much money. And who the fuck are these founders? Um, And then you de-risk those things. And and then then you de-risk those things. (laughs) And somebody's like, Oh, it works. It's boring. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, all the funds been taken out of it and they're kind of a big, there's like managers now. Fuck you, man. You asked for manager. Yeah, totally. And, and so, so it became, so, so what I found is like it, 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 it was at least as important later. And I was, or as a founder, like whatever, Brandon and Nile and I, we both, we all had kind of different versions of that kind of story, but like no one else, no one else can tell that story yeah. as well as the, or I didn't find it, at least at Hightower and then at VTS later, like whether it was Nick or Ryan hiring as well yeah. too, like no one else. I didn't, I didn't see any evidence that inside those four walls, anybody else could tell that story yeah. as well as a founder could. So therefore for, you know, it, it, it was, it was just kind of essential to continue, mm-hmm. continue to just kind of hammer on that. So, yeah. So you've talked a lot about just kind of like giving people kind of that journey that can go on to, but at some point you have to mature as a company, right? At some point you actually have to figure, like at some point you hire all your friends. 
Yes. Yeah. You hire all of your friends who are willing to work with you, which, uh, which is a much smaller size. At least for me, yeah. It's like, it like not very many of my friends. The rest of my friends are like, no. Maybe no for thanks. a beer, but yeah, no. Full time yeah, employment? No uh. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it, it, you, you definitely, I mean, your, your first handful of employees, they'll kind of bring some of their, you know, friends along for better or worse. In our case, it generally was for, for better, which was great. But no, then you can just kind of have to you just like run out of like, you know, you just kind of run out of friends that they can hire and you need to figure out like, okay, how do we actually hire? And that's when, that's when hiring gets hard. And especially like in the tech business, I mean, this isn't true. I mean, dude, like unemployment right now, it, I, this is pretty controversial statistics because like a lot of people have left the workforce, but like, however you fucking cut it, like unemployment, it just keeps going lower and yeah, lower and lower low. right now. It's like, it's kind of like shockingly low. And so I, I only am familiar with the tech business. This is probably true generally across the board right now you know it, hiring is like the hardest thing. like it's it's harder like talent is more scarce than money yeah and so like so, that's th- that's that's crazy and so and so then the thing is like well like why is you know why is hiring so hard like there's a lot of money floating around mm-hmm. and so I, you've mentioned like i'm i've been writing a book and i'm like we should uh put this podcast out in a year because maybe a year from now the book will be out uh, <laughs> I, I think i think it'll be a year yeah okay. i've started I, don't, I think i mentioned i started another company yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, so the book is uh anyway so it's 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 coming it's no 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 um but uh, so I've, I've, I mean, I've spent a lot of time kind of talking to a lot of smart folks and doing research here and you know and i kind of I, if, if you just want to unpack like like why is hiring so difficult and like when we're hiring like anyone who's had experience in hiring like hopefully resonate with this is like when you're hiring you're really trying to optimize for three things you're trying to optimize for you know cost quality and speed like you know you want like 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 really smart people and you want them at a price you can afford and you want them right now because <laughs> generally people are like really bad and when it comes to like planning for their hiring <laughs> so by the time you realize you need that that you need someone you kind of need them like yesterday mm-hmm. and these things are just kind of at odds with one another you yeah. know like 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 high quality people are always going to be in demand um high quality people who are already like right now like extremely in demand mm-hmm. and uh, high quality people right now who are willing to like to work at a very, very affordable price <laughs> in an extremely tight labor market. Like this person doesn't exist, you know? And so, so like you're, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're kind of trying to solve for like this intractable, like math equation, you know? And what I found is like, you know, most companies kind of end up in like one of three, they make one of three compromises. Basically they either compromise on speed. And I feel like, you know, this is what we did a lot at, at high t- like that was, a, that was a compromise we were kind of like willing to make, which is like, okay, yeah. we are going to, you know, we're, we're going to hire like really, really smart people and we're going to hire them at a price that we can afford. Yeah. Um, but the compromise that we made was, it's just going to take a long time, yeah. you know? And like our hiring was, um, we were probably doing, you know, we could have done some things better. We were doing a lot of things right, but it still just took a long time. Other folks will compromise on other folks will compromise on quality. And so they can get people at a price they can afford. Yeah. Get them quickly. It doesn't mean they hire like low quality people. It just means that quality is like just it's just variable, you know. Yeah. Whereas for us, quality was fixed. It was mm-hmm. high. Yeah. And then and then kind of the last one, of course, is just is is people want to compromise on price. And this is this is like the world of big tech. This is Amazon, Facebook, Google, whatever, Netflix. Um, they're like, we're going to hire really fucking smart people, and we're going to get them like pretty much when we want them, you yeah. know, and they're probably like, Oh my God, it takes long to hire. I'm like, yeah, try hiring at a startup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to get really smart people. We're going to get them fast, but the compromise that we're making, we're going to fucking pay out the nose. For, like, yeah. I have, like, so, so the, so the thing that I'm was kind of curious is, is like, it just, it, I was like, so the, those seem to kind of be like the, the trap that everybody's stuck in, yeah. but there seemed, you know, I was like, it seems like there are some companies that, can like are kind of like immune to like that like you know mm-hmm. that 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 those factors i kind of looked at a bunch of companies i talked to a bunch of different founders and you know kind of the conclusion that i came up with or the the thesis that i sort of like present in the book is that that you know some companies are able to kind of escape that trap by embracing an obsession and something that like is is unique to the company and it's authentic it's usually a reflection of of something that the founders are personally obsessed about yeah and and that what that obsession does is it you know it gives it gives people something to believe in it gives the market something that they value more 
than the money. Okay. It takes it takes the money as like the like the limiting factor because it provides like a sense of like meaning and self actualization. And that maybe people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? So like I'll kind of make it like a little concrete and specific. So there are so like what's a like what's a good example of this? So you know, Buffer is you know the social media analytics yep. company or whatever. Buffer is a company that kind of made its name on on built its brand. It's it's kind of company brand on like radical transparency. Mm-hmm. Like they publish. Yeah. All, they publish like all of their salaries, like publicly, you know, and they, they publish their financials. They publish their financial, like yeah, just kind PNL. of stuff that is like stuff yeah. that is, you know, people are like, oh, I value transparency. Like, do you value it like these guys? <laughs> no, like that is. And, and what's interesting about them is like the CEO, Joel, like this is just, it is a reflection of his personality. Yes, it is 100%. a reflection of his, like, and he believes not because he's like, well, everyone's weird. Like, of course he's weird, but like, it's, it's because he honestly believes that that degree of transparency is going to be better for the business and better for the employees who mm-hmm. work there. Uh, and whether or not you even buy that, what's evident is that there are there is some portion of the market that strongly identifies with yeah. that level of transparency, yeah. right? And so what obsessions do is they polarize the market, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, they, everyone wants to be a talent magnet. How does a talent, how does a magnet work? It's got two poles. It's got positive and it's got a negative polarity. Like yeah. it, it pushes away as many things as it attracts. Yeah. So what polarization, and polarization is kind of like this bad where it's like <laughs> our politics are polarizing. You know? um, it's not necessarily that. It's, it's just making like, a lot of sense right now yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. context of politics. No, it does. There's, and, I don't, I, and I hate going there, but like, I mean, it does, it of does. course. But like, so what it, what it does though is it's it, like someone is, you know, someone who is when, when like in this case, Buffer and Joel, like embraced transparency. It's like to this, to this degree that is like, there is no way to describe it other than like an obsession, like a personal obsession. The market gets polarized. A lot of people are like, that's some weird hippie bullshit. It's off putting. It's yeah. There's like, that's just like, I don't want people, I don't want people to know how much I fucking make, you know, (laughs) but other people are like, dude, I have been looking for that. Like, that's all I want. That's all I want. I want transparency. (laughs) Like I want that level of transparency. I want it. I want to work at a company where it's not kind of like nepotistic and there's cronyism and like so-and-so sitting next to me is making more because they like drink with the boss or whatever it is, you know? And so, and they're like, you know, there's like transparency drives, like accountability or something like that. And what those people are going to do is, they are going to be attracted like a fucking, you know, like, I don't know, like, like, like fives to like, shit basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so they're going to be attracted to that. And they are, they're going to, not only is like Buffer going to have an easier time kind of recruiting people, like, like people are going to proactively and they do people proactively oh. reach out to obsessed companies yeah, and yeah. say, Hey, I would love to work here. Here's my bag. Here's what I do. Mm-hmm. And they will, they will take less money to work there because I mean, frankly, like if you look at a lot of research around, you know, kind of just like HR trends and surveys and stuff like that, like, you know, people are looking for career growth and learning and development opportunities and stuff like that, but people are looking for like meaning in their work. And yeah. we were kind of talking about this a little bit before we turn on the mics and whatnot. Like people are looking for work that they find personally meaningful where there is some, there is some degree of self-actualization in their, in their work. And 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 the more the more money you make, the more, like like self actualization and meaning is like this fucking luxury you're not considering when you're at the lowest ends of the economic ladder. But okay. as you start to move up, then you start to go, okay, cool. I'm like making more money. I'm more comfortable. You're just like you're basically just like fulfilling Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah. Then you get to the top of it, and you're just like, well, fuck. It turns out that like you know I've got a decent apartment. I've I've I'm, I'm like paying my bills at a certain point, maybe even buy a nice car, maybe even yeah. like, you know, upgrade your wardrobe. But at a certain point, you, you know, most people are are going to have this sort of realization where they're like, I, yeah, I can make more money, but that's not going to kind of fill this. That's not good. It doesn't seem to be working. Like the yeah. more money thing worked from like zero to like yeah. N dollars. And there's research on what N is and yeah. talk about that. We want to, but like money, like, like more money, like worked in terms of like my, my psychological state, my existential happiness up to this amount. But then after that diminishing returns and it falls off a fucking cliff in terms of its correlation with their happiness, at which point, like the only thing that can really start to fulfill that is meaning. And there are lots of ways to find meaning in life, but we spend somewhere between nine to 11 hours a day, generally 
at work. Like that is a huge part of like how yeah. you're spending like your human existence. Yeah. And so when people find something they're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that somebody cared about transparency this way. Valve is a company with no managers, right? Yeah. No managers is like, might be a terrible idea. I don't, it's like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea. It, I'm not saying it's, it's a bad it's idea. It's off-putting. It's off-putting to certain people. Yeah, totally, that's totally. Yeah, yeah. But like, autonomy if you are- Autonomy to a fault, right? It's yeah. autonomy. <laughs> it's, a, it's like autonomy Anarchy. like at gunpoint, basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's totally self-organized. Yeah, like It's yeah. like chaos. Yeah. Um, but well, The but, example that comes to mind all the time for me is like Tesla, right? Where it's like, look, you can have all sorts of complaints about all these things, but at the end of the day, it's like either we help the- the earth survives yes. or yeah. we don't. And like, yeah. that's what this company is. It's yeah. totally. And that's what I'm buying into. And that's there, right? the company exists. It is like the change that is trying to affect. And what's interesting about, so I met this guy. I was, I was like deep in like Southeast British Columbia, like right at the edge of the Rockies. And I was, I was, I was backcountry skiing with this madman. And I was like, what do you do? And um, he was like, I'm a rocket scientist. I was like, oh yeah, rocket scientist, where do you work? And he's like, I work at SpaceX. And he was, he was like the director of safety at SpaceX. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it just sounded like, I mean, like there was no, there was no like amazing operational obsession no. that provide coherence. There was a fucking shit show as far as- <laughs> As most places are. Yeah, but it, it's just like people like work and it's crazy. It's like every time we send up a rocket, just, I mean, he's the director of safety. I, I <laughs> said, but he was like, he was like, we're surprised when it worked. Um, you know. As the director of safety. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. But you know, like the people work there under like, and like SpaceX compared to like other aerospace companies, like you make like definitely, I mean, the, you look at the research, like people make less money at SpaceX, but the smartest people work there. He's like, dude, this is the smartest people work in my fucking career. He built the, he built this fucking space station, yeah. right? He was at NASA for like, he spent his entire career at NASA before this. Yeah. Um, he's like, the smartest people in my career, they're making less money. They're working harder than they've ever worked before under just like horrible, conditions. horrible <laughs> conditions. Like I like, like, like I'm breaking like, some labor laws. Yeah. yeah like, I yeah. Like, and you got like, you're kind of like enigmatic but like kind of crazy CEO. Like I think the world's probably a better place for Elon Musk, but like he's fucking wild man. Like he's not like known as being like a great manager. You know what I mean? Uh, and so you're working for that guy. Um, and, but people were there because they were like, dude, we are not here to like send, you know, satellites up and down out of like low orbit. Like we are here to make humanity an interplanetary species before the next extinction event. Yeah. And that was like, turns out like, that's something that people can get out of bed in the morning for, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it is, it is, it's, it's kind of, you know, people tend when we talk about the sort of thing, it's like what I hear, what I hear from folks sometimes is like, Oh, well, you know, I can't really, I can't do the story. We were talking like the importance of storytelling yeah. earlier. Yeah. And they're like, we're like, Oh yeah, well, you know, like kind of works for you or that works for like, you know, SpaceX yeah. or someone like that. But that wouldn't work for me. And I'm like, why not? Wouldn't that work for you? And they're just like, well, I don't know. I'm just a fill in the blank. I'm just a whatever, you know. Yeah. And and they and they believe that they don't have some kind of big interesting story to tell. When the truth is, is like, pretty much every company. They're like, I'm like, I'm I'm a not cool thing. I'm like a not a cool company. And yeah. which is kind of total bullshit. Because if you look at the like the biggest companies over the past ten years, what have you got? Like Square, Stripe, Uber. Yeah, like maybe. I mean. Airbnb, yeah, like Airbnb is like dressed up, you know, couchsurfing.com. Mm -hmm. Uber is a taxi dispatching. It, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, when it started, it was a like black card, it was a black card dispatching yeah. thing on your phone. Square is literally point of sale cash register yeah. software. Yeah. Stripe is credit card processing. Like these are not, like, they're, they're pretty straightforward. These are not inherently like, like, in, like if you zoom, if you take those brands off of it and you rewind 10 years, like no one have been like, oh yeah, the breakout category, like <laughs> they, they rewind back to like 2010. The breakout category of the next decade is going to be credit card processing yeah, software. Yeah. It was a commodity yeah. bullshit. Like nobody cared about that, you know, like point of sale, cash register stuff for restaurants and cafes. Yeah. Like that was a backwater of like, like it was a shitty business. Um, it was shitty software. Yeah. Like they probably thought that like it was a, 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 like there wasn't like a, there wasn't like an interesting customer base there at all. There was no markets, you yeah. know, to kind of grow. So, I mean, just kind of like, it's easy to kind of, it's easy to kind of say, okay, well, it's just like, it's just objectively false that like you are in a worse position than like a credit card processing mm -hmm. software uh, product was. They're just a lot better at telling that story. Well, you just kind of have to go like, <laughs> what are we like, kind of like, what are we about, yeah. you know? And Stripe could, actually does it super well, it's yeah. super well, right? In like, an operational, a, operational obsession. Well, I was actually going to say both because yeah. uh, the other foundational to use Donald's language would be um, to increase the GDP of the internet. 
Yeah. Totally. Someone, someone who's just like into just computers, it's like actually pretty inspiring, right? Yeah. It's like I totally. have the capacity to kind of like push things yeah. forward for anyone. And right? it didn't it didn't start there. Like no. they didn't they no. didn't start with that, right? No. <laughs> no, they they probably they probably didn't. And that's I and I think that's like I think that's okay, you know. Yeah. And the truth is like I th- a company can have both, but you need one. Yeah. Like if you're hiring, like you kind of need, you like if you're, need if you're hiring and you want to like, look, if you want to like, we kind of go back to that trap we were talking about earlier where you have to make one of those like really painful compromises, right? Like, like, unless you want to live in that world where you're like operating that trap, making one of those compromises, like you need one, you need one or both of those things. And yeah. it turns out actually like one is fine. Like one yeah. is enough. Two is great, yeah. you know, but like one is, one is definitely enough. And I think people really under kind of under underestimate or undervalue the operational ones. Yeah. People do have like most people who are starting companies usually have pretty strongly held beliefs around something about what a company is. I mean, like, uh, what's it? Basecamp. Fuck it. Ba- base yeah, Basecamp base is the, the, the original, honestly. The, the original, yeah. They're like oh. no meetings. I mean, they they they, <laughs> they 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 run their mouth a lot on Twitter, but like one thing is like is like no uh, like no meetings, and it's yeah. like Basecamp is like. I mean, I don't know. I haven't used, I've only, I've only played around with it, but it seems like a bullshit product to me. But, um, and so it's like, why would you want to work on this product? Task tracking for architects. It's task. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It's like for, for like people who are like too hip or something like that. They're too hip for Jira or Slack or something, but like what I would, so it's, but you know, they are able to, I, I, I legitimately like, there are probably like a lot of like really, really smart people oh. who work at Basecamp and, and I think the reason is going really good salaries and really for going jobs really good salaries yeah. to work there. And it's because, you know what, like I'm, I am done with like this, like interruptive meeting driven, yeah. like bullshit culture, uh, where I, where I need to, where somebody is like kind of watching my cubicle or office to see if I'm actually there or not mm-hmm. and how long my lunch is. And, you know, Basecamp has built their whole brand as a, company really around and this obviously is a reflection of like founders around you know like no meetings non like they've banned meetings they don't use slack any of that any of that stuff and and that is definitely 100 like i mean if you follow either of those guys on twitter like this is 100 like a reflection of their own personal obsession they definitely believe it yeah no they definitely (laughs) are obsessed it's very obsessed yeah uh and it doesn't matter if 99 percent of people in the world think that you're crazy or naive or an asshole Mm -hmm. because you still have have like one percent or one percent of one percent who are like dude i am picking up what you're throwing down and it turns out you don't you don't need everybody it's like like get yeah uh, yeah you just the world's big there are a lot of world is big there's a ton of people out there that's a great example i i I think the base camp people are like early adopters of this philosophy for sure super super for sure i mean and you go back you go back for I mean, you can go back yeah. to like the you know Ernest Shackleton or whatever you yeah. know and stuff. I mean, there's just like all there's sorts of examples. people who are like who are, who are kind of like taking <coughs> taking this position. I mean, and with Merit, for instance, like I mean, you guys can tell me, but I think of like Merit as like a company that has a strong foundational obsession with it. You guys yeah. have really kind of articulated. That. Like, you know yeah. what it is. Like yeah, yeah. you can like you might not be able to say it in like you know five words or something like that. But, you know, you guys drink the rest of those Coors banquets. Like, I, mean, I won't be able to get you to shut up about it, you know? And you really, and you, and I've, we've done it. We've done it. We've had yeah. these conversations. And, like, you really, like, nothing is going to stop you. And here's the thing about, like, it's an obsession. It's an obsession when it's more important than the company. Yeah. When, like, yeah. serving the obsession is more important than the commercial, well, basically. Than commercialization survival. of the technology. We, the commercialization of the thing. Like, it would be basically, like, to to forego the obsession or to betray mm-hmm. the obsession for commercial success yeah. would be like, you guys couldn't look yourself in the mirror, you yeah. know? And like, yeah. like, like, you know, whatever Jason from 37. So if he, if he was like, Oh fuck, like, you know, the, we're losing all of our customers. We need to start having meetings. People need to start coming into the office You're and like, Slack. No. Like he would just, no, he would rather burn the place yeah, down, yeah, yeah. you know, like I'd for rather sure. go down with the ship. Yeah. He'd rather burn the place down <laughs> than do that. And so that's when, you know, yeah. like it's an, it's like, it's, it's, like the, it's the hill you're willing to die yeah. on, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Probably don't want to put that one in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what does all that mean? <laughs> well, so I mean, I think so there's 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 two things. Like as like as a founder, it's I, I think just like take a step back and kind of just figure out figure out like what you are authentically obsessed about. And you can't make it up, you can't fake it. Cause if mm-hmm. you do, because here's what's gonna happen. Here's gonna happen. It's going to be tested. Like yeah. it will be tested. And if you are not truly obsessed, if this is not the hill you're willing to die on. You will fold. You yeah. will buckle, baby. You will like, give up very quickly. You will give up very quickly. 
and the pressures of like building a startup will test it, it tests yeah. every weak spot like on you and it will find them like okay. a, a startup is a weak spot finding machine yeah. on the founders that pressure point will be tested and because you didn't really believe it because you're kind of like oh this is like a thing that i need to do to like recruit and attract people and it's like this talk track that i have you will fail in in the face of that pressure and your employees will leave because like you're a fraud basically yeah. i mean i mean it's, it may not happen all at once but like you and the ones that don't leave will be like you just have you've just like lost credibility yeah, in their eyes yeah. so as a founder it's like take some time figure out like what you truly care about like and 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 kind of like like when's the last time you got in a fight with somebody about something about yeah. work related <laughs> yeah. you know yeah like um, like really really you're like i'm not giving this up yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What, what I like also about your model is that it doesn't have to be literally the product. Like the product can do something that's like a normal business product. But as long as you care deeply about just like the nature of how you do work, like that's totally. actually I mean, the, like, the, the, yeah. the product is just the, the product is is kind of like just very peripheral to all this. Even a foundational obsession, the product is peripheral to yeah. because your your obsession is really kind of about a, a change you want to see in the world, which could be any number of paths to mm-hmm. get there. Right. Mm-hmm. So and on, on the foundational side, I mean, that's certainly kind of independent of the product, which is why even even like even service companies, right? Yeah. Like somebody's like, I was talking to somebody they're like, well, this is, that's fine for other companies, but I just run a consultant com- company. I'm like, dude, like, hold up, like pivotal labs, you know, started. Remember oh that? Started, my God. Yeah. Like, like we do so much shit because of pivotal labs. <laughs> <laughs> I blame so, them for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, pivotal labs, you know, is, and, and, and thought works as well. Um, like kind of birds of a feather yeah. where they had a very strong opinionated view yeah. of agile and it was an obsession, you know, and people, I mean, people like describe it as cult like, yeah. um, or whatever, but it was just, just people like, you know, just trying to be like, I don't know. But like, what I, like the thing is, is like, they're like, look, no, no, no. We like legitimately believe that this is a better way to build software. This is a better way to build and run our business. This is the uh, hill that we will die on. And this is the hill that we're going to die on. Like they were not going to fucking give that up. Yeah. And so like even a consultancy like Pivotal Labs, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's like, um, oh, Dan, here's, a, here's a great one actually. So in writing the book, I'm like, I, I don't want to make all these things tech related. Danny Meyer, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Did yeah, you, did yeah. you read the his book? There's... I have not read his book. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good. he is a man who is obsessed with service, right? Yes. Hospitality, hospitality. Uh, hospitality. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. very specifically what he calls it, hospitality. So, it, but like one of the biggest barriers to like that is that is his obsession, and and one of he, he decided or he's he's known for a long time. But you can go back to like writing he did in 1995, yeah, in like the Union Square Cafe newsletter that just goes out to like their patrons who are coming by and hanging mm-hmm. out he talks about how like the the culture of tipping or the model of tipping in the united states is preventing restaurants from truly professionalizing their staff and providing yeah. the best experience to their guests mm-hmm. and it took him almost 20 years but finally in the whatever it was 2014 2015 he's like he's like we are yeah. gonna go to a gratuity included model yeah. it's not no tipping it's a gratuity yeah, included service included <laughs> service included um <laughs> And he has, and that he has been tested on that. And as of, as of recording, he has not buckled, Um, but like he has, he has his staff, some of his most senior people that he's trained for years, a decade have left. Yeah. He, they've been quoted in the, in, in the paper saying like, oh my God, it sucks. And it's, it's, you know, like it's terrible. He has been sued. He has been sued by a patron saying that he ran a conspiracy with other restaurateurs to jack up the prices of food and whatever, like yeah. price fixing, price fixing, basically. <laughs> yeah. So deep, I mean, deep claim. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like it's just exactly. So, but it's. But he's like, nah. This is this is the hill I'm. This die. is the hill yeah. I'm willing to die yeah, on yeah. because he's like, this is like the last. He's like, I've perfected every other sort of angle mm-hmm. of hospitality, and this is like the one major structural barrier holding me back from like like the promised land or whatever, yeah. right? And so it's one of these things where like whatever your company happens to be, you could be a consultancy, you could be a restaurant, you could be I don't. It doesn't even really matter. Yeah. Um, you can have you can have a foundational obsession, sure. And if that's not obvious what that is to you, like what else is it that you really care about how you work? Mm. And 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 if that truly does feel like like if you really feel strongly about it, like embrace that thing, you yeah. know, and be and have the courage because the reason people don't embrace it is I'm gonna turn people off. Yeah. You know, but as we sort of already talked about, like when you embrace it, when you have the courage to like truly embrace that thing, like like you just become like this lighthouse, you know, and yeah. people, and people come to you. So that's the advice to founders to, to employees. It's, I think there's kind of like, if I would like, so if you're looking for a job and this is different, I'll talk to, I'll talk kind of first to, cause it's, it, it's hard. 
it's different if you're like making a career transition, which we've talked about and I probably got a lot to say there, but like yeah. for, for somebody who is like, I'm already a software engineer or a product manager, maybe I'm coming out of my first software engineer job. So yeah. the two years at like some company, yeah. uh, like, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm now kind of like going to my next job, my second or third one along this particular vocation, I would be, I would encourage people to be thinking about like three things basically. So for folks who haven't read Reed Hoffman's book, the Alliance, yes. I don't know if you've read that. Yeah. That's a great I haven't one. read that one. Yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah. a great one. I have read the slideshare deck of the Alliance <laughs> and it's, it's a, it's an amazing I mean, slideshare. Uh, most books can re- be reduced to yeah, a yeah, fish yeah. deck. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure you got the baby. I've read, I read the, I've read the flashcards yeah. of the Alliance. No, but I, I heard him talking to some yeah. movies too. And so, yeah, <laughs> I did like whatever, but you know, the basic premise of that is, um, is, you know, the, the traditional model of the job is dead. And, and there is an alliance in, instead of a thing about a job and job requirements, there's like an alliance that gets formed between yeah. an employer who has things that need to get done at their company and a person who has like, like objectives, like just career objectives, yeah. like the ways in which they want to level up the dance moves that they want to learn that sort of thing. Yeah. And so I would, I would think about, okay, well, what is it like, what is it that you want to be true? It's like three to five years from now. Yeah. Which might seem like a long time, but like, what is it that you want to be true three to five years from now about your, about your career? Like what skills do you want to have three to what skills and experiences do you want to have had, you know, three to five years from now that you don't have today mm-hmm. and use and, and, and sort of use that as like one filter or screening mechanism that you use when you're talking to employers, like, okay, yeah. cool. I'm talking about like this product management job. Like, I, you know, what I really want to be doing is something I've, I've, I've only done sort of like internal tools or backend stuff or, you know, as a PM for like an API or something that we had, I want to be, I want to be working on features that are customer facing, uh-huh. you know, end user facing. So there you can, whatever, take that general philosophy, sort of like whatever that is. I want to become a manager. I want to become yeah. a manager. I want to be that. I have some experience managing, managing, managing. And so that's one. I think the the other thing is, is have a sense of like what you're like, most people can kind of get inspired about almost any foundational obsession, but I'd be like, what is your, like, what is your, what is your operational obsession? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's your choice, right? Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. Like what is, time. like, what is your operational yeah. obsession? You know? Yeah. And, and, and if it's not obvious to you, it's like, well, what was like the last shitty experience that you had <laughs> <laughs> and what made it shitty? You're like, oh my God, it was that, you know. It was, it was that I had to like, you know, I was going into the office every single day and I hated my commute and blah, 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 And like, you know, and I, I sit around watching like these, you know, Instagram, like digital nomad or van life, mm. f- like accounts all day or something like that. And it's like, okay, I've cool. I've watched a lot of digital nomad I, and van life. I bet you it's have totally Kirk. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what Kirk, <laughs> yeah. He's got, Kirk, Kirk is wearing a pair of flip-flops right now. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's January in New York and he's wearing flip-flops. No, but, but it's, it's like, okay, cool. Well, you know, in that case, a company who like Envision is obsessed with, with like remote work, yes. like they don't have a fucking office, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like understand what your operational obsession is, either through something that's just like already clear to you that you kind of know, or being like, you know, what you, what was really frustrating to you yeah. about your last, like it's okay. It's, okay. it's a reaction it's, to, it can be yeah, a reaction it, to. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's fine to find what you want by under, by through a process of elimination, basically. Like that's perfectly valid, yeah. you know? That's how, I mean, that's how people find like love. That's a, <laughs> it's actually like a very like, especially early on when you're young to really know what you don't like or what environment or energy heuristic doesn't bring the best out of you is sometimes way more powerful than like trying to find this magic thing that you think will like unlock all this stuff. It's actually more important to know what you don't like. I think at least for me in the early days. I know what our operational, I have one guess of what our operational. I want to hear that. We were incredibly anal about our time <laughs> to the point where like we won't take a meeting uh, after lunch. Not because we have other meetings, just because it'll fuck up with our flow. Like You've told me this. Yeah. You've, told me, you've told me that like, you, like we, set up, we set up our thing where we're not doing any meetings <laughs> in the afternoon. And you're like, someone sends me a Calendly and I, I've seen that theirs is the opposite. And I'm just like, fuck, I guess we're never meeting. <laughs> yeah. And, in, and I'm like, hey, can you do the more? And we will always, I will always hold firm. And it's like, yeah. it's, our, and it's in our stupid ass constitution, which is like, <laughs> no meetings after lunch. 
uh, no meetings, no external meetings on Monday, and then we don't work on Saturdays. We have like a Sabbath. And that's like literally our only process is those three things. But we're incredibly... I like the Sabbath. I think that's <laughs> yeah. a good one, actually. Sabbath is yeah, probably that's... saved our lives. Yeah, that's honestly <laughs> saving both of us. Because both of us are the people who would work 24-7, just like find excuses to work on Saturday. And we're yeah. like, wait, I'm so rested on Monday? Because I just yeah. didn't work. I still am doing stuff on Sunday, yeah. honestly. But it's like at least I took Saturday to... I the, know, the mindfulness as a... It's hilarious. Mindfulness as an obsessive detail that you fight people <laughs> over. <laughs> But it's, I think, I think, I don't know if Randy was like that before we met, but like, no, I, it, I was, I was, I would have been more anal about time if I could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Just, but I couldn't in context, but yeah. I feel like it was a reaction to me kind of like being on my own for a year, but then also like what time was like at Hightower or VTS where I feel like I was not very mindful of my time. So it's definitely like, I didn't want to replicate some of that environment. So it's, it's totally like, it is a reaction. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're all welcome. I, I would add that uh, the other part of being mindful about time is that we we made the conscious choice to be very lean about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we, I feel like we'd actually would take a cheap. deep sense of pride of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheap. I feel like we'd take a deep sense of pride if like people would be like, wait, y'all made this? Like yeah, the two yeah. of you? <laughs> like yeah. is the whole thing? Or like five yeah. of you? Like all that? Yeah. I think yeah. we'd actually take a deep pride in yeah. that. I, I kind of want to keep that going. Yeah. Hey, geez. Oh. We thrash a lot within the week, but we always keep the goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we like commit. Which is, to the, we which commit is kind of amazing because commit to the goal. That's yeah. like, we're like no matter what, we got to do this goal. <laughs> I think as someone who has like has probably like nerded out over like process science for like you know for like better way to put it like. It, at the end of the day, it is like a very clear objective, yeah. and then just the so, just like the sausage making is going to be sausage yeah, making. Just like, sorry, yeah, and, and, <laughs> just like, and you just like yeah. trip and like tumble, like bloody yeah. and scabbed over the finish line. You're like, yeah. I did it, you know. It, that's also I, why we write the updates because we forget. I forget, like I really, yeah. I really forget what we did. Like if I don't write yeah. that out, I'm like, I don't know. It's it's it, I delete the RAM. So. Yeah, that's actually something we don't really talk about. We actually write a weekly update to our investors. And honestly, like if they read it, I don't even know. Do you even read the? No, I think you read them. Right? I do. I yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, we, we track that. We yeah. track that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't pay. Give me a couple days on this latest one. I'm a little <laughs> behind on email right now. But uh, the reason why I write it is for ourselves. They're just kind of like keeping progress against the goal. The first update after one, whenever. When our investors invested, after the first update they received, they basically were like, "Hey, like this is great. Can I send this to someone?" And we were like, "No, I don't. Like, don't don't send our secret information. Why are yeah, you doing yeah. that?" He's our, like, "Well, our top secret yeah, information." Yeah, like, "Why are you like sharing the information?" He's like, "Well, y'all like have a goal and you work towards the goal." And we were like, "Wait, what are the other teams doing? <laughs> They're not doing that. I don't know yeah. why." Yeah, that, it's genuinely surprising us. That's novel. Yeah. That's that's yeah. That's definitely an operation. That's an operational obsession. Yeah, yeah. and we like like it's to the point where I, I like like writing those updates. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. As a PM, I used to hate writing status updates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of wild. Yeah. How would you? So, how would you guys describe your foundational obsession then? I, the foundational one, our our working mission statement is the uh, merits goal is to accelerate the transition to an inclusive knowledge economy. It's really wordy, but really, what we're saying there is that I think tech is a great place to basically move towards making it so people from any background can actually be part of just like the next economy that's coming part of it. And I think marriage should be a tool to kind of get us there. Yeah. I, I think the foundational thing is like, we're giving people leverage that don't really have access to leverage. That's something I never really thought about until we built this product where we were giving like a portal to power and like very temporal little beats, which is super cool. And again, not what I thought of. I was like, we'll just help people, you know, give them advice. But they see like, they see how they can use their current positions and skills and talent to to make a decision or, or take something or have leverage or power or something that where they felt kind of like powerless, especially if you're an underrepresented or undervalued group. I feel like that's the foundational aspect of merit is like kind of a deep sense of fairness and advocacy that's like core, core to the platform. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Um, that's my foundational yeah thing. that and we don't do meetings after lunch <laughs> <laughs> always with the meetings yeah no but i i mean i, I think yeah. yeah it is it is interesting that you kind of stated the mission first because the the two are the two are very related i i i think but yeah i think the obsession the obsession is kind of like the it's like the raw kind of wild it's like yeah. the the raw wild untamed version of that that kind of is hard like it's hard to articulate but it's like 
easy to get fired up about, you yeah. know, and it's easy to like argue with somebody about. Yeah. Well, I, uh, to, to actually bring it back for merit. Yeah. So like the reason why it's tongue in cheek for the name of merit is that tech always calls itself meritocracy, <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like a gigantic F you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, let's yeah. make it actually that. I'm, yeah. s- I'm so glad we got that name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, it's, it's very, what's the word? I think you just glib a lot. It's glib. It's kind of a glib, uh, glib in a way that like you think it's this thing, but it's not. And like, yeah. the whole point that this exists is to make that real. And like the real joke is when it's real. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of so. I mean, I mean that like, may take many years, like maybe beyond my lifetime. But that's kind of the joke of merit. Is like, what if it actually is a merit? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, I. Like I appreciate the mission statement, but I, I think I like that m- more. Like if you're trying to recruit yeah, me yeah. a little bit, I think it like it just like slaps a little bit harder because because it's kind of all like that, all those it's years hard of sarcasm to it's hard that. to like identify with like a mission because um, like missions are designed to appeal. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Missions are designed to appeal. Yeah. yeah. Missions are designed to appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Obsessions. They're not designed to do anything. Obsessions just polarize. Yeah. And if you're and if and you just you said you're like. Tech calls itself a meritocracy, but it's not. It's like there are a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people who would be like, "What the fuck?" Actually, no, you know this, that, and yeah. they just like go. They would go. They'd start running their mouth, yeah. right? Um, and there'd be a whole other group of people um, who would be like, like "Dude, up. yeah, like, <laughs> um, I'm like, thank God somebody's saying that." And yeah, it's just, and like, I feel like, and that's not something like you might massage the mission statement and you might be like, oh, we need to re- like redo this mission statement, but you're not going to be like, you're not going to be like, you know, oh no, I was uh, sorry. No, tech actually isn't meritocracy. <laughs> that's, uh, it's like a footnote. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, oh, actually, no, I mean, that's something like you're, you're going to get like, if someone, if someone comes up and is like, actually, and starts running their mouth, like you're not going to back down from that. Like you might, you might walk away. Cause you're like, this isn't worth my time, yeah, yeah. but you're not going to be, you're not going to like fight a stranger. You're going to fight. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that's kind of like, that's yeah. kind of the difference where again, like missions are sort of designed to appeal obsessions aren't just they're not designed to do anything but what they do is they they polarize yeah and that's what gives them their power like yeah. Yeah. like you might say the first one which i don't remember let's say two <laughs> no, um, you're making two, a good point yeah, here, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. two yeah. to somebody and they're like oh yeah okay cool and then you're like like look but honestly at the end of the day like everyone says tech is a meritocracy and we're just we're just here to say the, the emperor has no clothes yeah, you know it's not, it's and not, yeah. and like we um and and you know and, and we're here to fix that yeah. like you're gonna be like I understood what you just said, and I'm like, fuck yeah, like, how much you, that's fine, I'll get a smaller apartment, it's okay. <laughs> you know?